Our world has become aggressively crude and divisive, while the societal pressures on men and boys to hate their own masculinity has taken its toll on all of us. So what are Catholic families to do? Today's guest, John Heinen, is here to talk about bringing back gentlemanliness. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, and today we're talking with John Heinen about bringing back gentlemanliness. John Heinen is vice president of the Catholic marketing company Fuzadi. He is also the director of the Catholic Gentleman, one of the most recognizable online men's apostolates, which reaches over a million people each month with the mission to inspire holiness in men. It is through this apostolate that John works to cast the correct God-ordained image of masculinity in a world that has lost this understanding. John Heinen is married with five children, two girls and three boys, and lives his life dedicated to this vocation. He holds degrees from Texas Christian University and Yale University. Before working full-time for the church through his apostolate and marketing career, he was a professional trumpeter who had the blessing to tour the world performing music, from playing at prestigious jazz festivals in Italy to playing evening performances for the Beijing Olympics. He currently maintains his trumpet abilities as principal trumpet with Richardson Symphony Orchestra. You can find John Heinen at catholicgentleman.com. We've also got his accounts in the show notes for YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'm so happy to have you here with us, John. You've been so patient. I've had so many glitches that kept us from having this conversation, and you've been such a gentleman about it. Ah, well, I'm grateful to be here. It's an honor and a blessing, and, uh, and I do enjoy your show and what you're doing. You know, such great work. So thank you for having me. Oh, it's, it's my joy. Um, would you just start us off by defining terms. Tell us what you mean when you talk about gentlemanliness. Yeah, yeah wonderful. Very Catholic. I love it. So <laughs> defining terms, and, and you you said it in, um, at the beginning in, in the teaser, was that, uh, you know, the word gentlemanly or the word masculinity has been fallen into disrepute. And, you know, we see a caricature of what it is to be a man um, all over the place, and 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 often hollow, um, shallow men, you know, hollow images of men. And like I said, you know, I like that word caricature because you know that's really what it is. Is it is it the machismo who's who's working out all the time and um, and is is looking to uh, have as many um, women in their lives as possible, or is it the the guy wearing a man bun and um you know yeah living uh living his own life with tattered jeans and uh and what have you and so so you're right and we as men have this this faulty image in our mind and it's it's infiltrated the church um it has uh affected the lives of every man that i've come in contact myself included and i went through the i have great parents so i don't want to um i do i'm very blessed with such great parents but 
uh, when I went to college, uh, I had individuals that were calling out my um, my gender identity and things of this nature. And and while I knew who I was, I struggled to define why that was. You know, outside of the the simple um, go to of, of bio, biological differences and. Um, equally important, though. So what do we mean by gentlemanliness? And what do we mean by masculinity? It's such a great question and something that I love answering and I love thinking about. And so mm-hmm. I appreciate you and in show prep, you know, kind of kind of suggesting this to me because like I'll write a blog article on the Catholic gentleman or I'll write the about us section on the Catholic gentleman and then a year will go by and I won't have been thinking about um, about this, you know, just kind of living it and struggling with it. Um, so. I will say gentlemanliness is somebody who strives for truth and right order between themselves and God, between themselves and others, and between themselves and themselves and and, and their identity created in the image and likeness of God. Once you've found those truths, once you believe that and understand that, you then take the mantle of responsibility of upholding what it means to be a man who is who is searching, striving, leaving mediocrity behind and working towards that authentic masculinity for your family, for others, and of course, for your relationship with God. And so that's a um, kind of a soundbite uh, definition of, of what we mean by gentlemanliness. Is it the guy who wears suspenders and a fedora? Not necessarily. Is it the guy who um, is wearing uh, lumberjack clothes? And I, and I do love some of that myself. Um, not necessarily, right? It's the virtue from inside and that that pursuit of, of virtue and self-discipline that's so important and in being an authentic man. Mm, I love that so much. And my mind immediately goes to the spiritual consequences of how we choose to order our lives, which I know you are very much steeped in. And Mm -hmm. men being men, you know, like we women really have to support this. Um, We have to not try to make them into women, you know, in our desire for confidence and closeness and intimacy. Sometimes we subtly send the message, and sometimes not so subtly, that our husbands are never enough because they can't be Mm -hmm. men and, you know, everything that we want them to be. Whereas this apostolate of yours that is so popular and has affected so many lives stands in that simplicity of you are you, but you need to be ordered toward God and others and self in the right way. It's just so freeing to think of it with that kind of simplicity. Isn't that, it it gives you purpose. And and I'm so grateful. Our motto is, and I wasn't thinking about this, but again, as the spirit moves, the motto of the Catholic gentleman is be a man, be a saint. And uh, the very first blog article um, that Sam Guzman ever wrote, close friend of mine, uh, was putting the gentle back into gentlemanliness, and um, and uh, and it it is um, it is exactly that. It's it's freeing. It gives us purpose, but it also we have to we have to accept and appreciate our identity as a man created in the image and likeness of God first before we can give forth to society and we can give forth in service to others. Because if we are void or if we are um, yeah, missing the mark on that topic, we ourselves are buying in or um, sharing this kind of false image of a man. And with our masculine identity comes 
this whole slew, as ma- your male listeners know, uh, that is very unique in being a man. And um, when my wife comes to me and says, um, has a problem, what do us men do? Is we immediately go to the solution. But that might not be and likely isn't what the, <laughs> the 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 wife wants, the woman wants in our lives. And I mean, I know biologically speaking that if a man, and this is hopefully some advice and words of wisdom to, to the men uh, listening to your show, if you don't first affirm the problem uh, that the woman is voicing to you, her cortisol level actually raises mm. um, instead of instead of lowering, which is why when a woman communicates with another woman a problem, that woman sympathizes or empathizes first, and that helps drop the cortisol level. But us men immediately go to the solution. Then we get frustrated when when the woman gets more emotional and stuff like that. But it's on the very biological level that this is happening, and it's beautiful. And it's 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 such a privilege to be able to to uh, to communicate with uh, individual of the opposite sex, but then to also understand where they're coming for, from, because that unity, when brought together, can can um, and and all of all of the homeschooling parents on this podcast hopefully know can bring such great shining beacon and example and witness and love to society and to others um when it when brought together in right order and so um again mm. look at the directions that i'm jumping all over the place no but i love I'm, it uh, no because yeah, my brain's popcorning in 10 directions too that's how rich yeah. this is but what you're <laughs> saying is. like like as a coach i love to hear some somebody mention cortisol levels anything to do with the brain and the hormone system because a cortisol for those of you who are not familiar is a stress hormone and it sends you right you're sending right to the amygdala where you cannot think creatively. It's that fight or flight, you know, freeze or appease thing. And so the place to solve a problem is you're in, in your prefrontal cortex. You want to be in that mm-hmm. relaxed, creative state with each other. And so what John is saying is in the just God-given biology, the you know, women need to be treated a certain way. And so that's part of being a gentleman, just being well-informed um, so that you're not trip-wiring the stress levels just going through the ceiling of, wait, whoa, 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 I didn't ask you to fix me or my problem. I need you to listen. Uh, and then maybe right. down the road, maybe we work it out together. But yeah, no, that's such a great point because I think – and. I don't think guys get enough credit for how hard they try. You know, I I really see that so often. And again, you know, we need to be on each other's sides. So, so step us from that into, um, why is this way of being so important? You, you kind of touched on it already. It ripples out, doesn't it? Out to our, for the, for your sons, your daughters, the church, the world, so on. Big, big question. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a it is a big question, and, <laughs> and with lots of little different dimensions that that I think we could take it. Um, I'm going to go back to the image of God as um, you know the Imago Dei, uh, which is uh, I think a good starting point because once we understand um, you know our rational intellect and our free will, and of course as Thomas Aquinas would say, in the many in addition, your soul, your, you know, immortal soul. Like once we understand that we were created in the Imago Dei, that we have this rational intellect, we have this free will, and that we understand that there's something unique about masculinity and unique about what it means to be a male, to embrace those two aspects of it, it gives purpose to your life. And without that, 
I do, I do believe without that identity, without that uniqueness of our biology and um, and our our roles as men and women, uh, you you live a life searching for false truths and upholding false ideals, and and so um, I do like to within that our role and primarily because of of the audience here is that boys are not born gentlemen right i um boys are not only are boys not born gentlemen it they're not born mature and with that comes the need to be intentional and to be um, aware and intentional uh, of that and how we are guiding the young young men that have been entrusted to us in our lives. And so with that, um, how do we, why do we need to help our young sons um, grow in the role of being a gentleman or being a mature masculine adult is so that they can understand their own identity, understand their own purpose. They can respect the dignity of other people that they come in contact with. They can be the image of God um, for for the world and uh, and for themselves. So again, jumping a little bit all over the place, but I do feel mm, like you know, building up virtues, honor, integrity, uh, building up um, character uh, within our sons um, is is a primary importance. It's also necessary and and required within our our vocation as husbands and fathers, um, but necessary for society. I think kind of going back to what you were. Um, saying and and why is this beneficial to the world is because when men have not learned to die to themselves, they have not learned self-discipline in a way to control their passions and to control their emotions, then they only use other people to fill that void. And, um, and we see that so much these days and we do and and you you want to protect your kids from it and you want to you know but how do you establish that character that integrity that self-discipline so that they can go forth in the world and not be taken advantage of by the world or thrown into um you know confusion and disarray themselves so Mm, yeah. I want to just take a quick break for our sponsor message, and we will come right back, folks. But stay tuned, because I want to hear more about teaching our boys to embody that gentlemanliness that is so much a part of God's design. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now back to our program. All right, we're back with John Heinen from The Catholic Gentleman. This is so much fun. Mm -hmm. John, step us into what it's like to walk with a boy in discovering his own gentlemanliness, especially what you were saying about self-control and any other pieces that are so important here because our society, digitally speaking, is dead set against self-control. It foments this kind of impulse gratification and, you know, not all boys are into video games, but just about everyone has a phone in their hands. Um, what can we do to combat this kind of short attention span, you know, self-absorption? Yeah, yeah amen. Um, 
and get them outside. No, there's a lot to this. (laughs) No, that's a good one. (laughs) uh, So, uh, yeah, I'm so blessed with um, uh, three boys uh, with us. So I actually, um, I have 12 kids. I have uh, five with us, seven already entrusted to the infant love and mercy of God. And, and, but I'm so blessed with the three boys, the, the fierceness within them, the, the, I know we say things like, like boyish and, and things like that, but it, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll start there. It's a great opportunity, right? And what a great privilege and opportunity. Um, but you can't give what you don't have, right? So first and foremost, you have to lead by example. And that means you have to have been working on yourself or are constantly working on yourself, right? It's never too late. Um, God is always calling us to something better. He's always calling us to greatness. And that can be as simple as convincing yourself that the first thing you do when you wake up is roll out of bed and get on your knees and say a morning prayer. It can be obviously praying the rosary as a family. It can be um, teaching your kids to pray. But again, if you yourself aren't doing it, you're not going to be able to give forth. So that's what I like to start out with. How do we raise boys to be men is is you have to be setting that example for them. And that setting that example of of love and that example of faith and that example of um, of an authentic witness, um, embracing everything, embracing all the virtues of 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 masculinity. And so, um, how do we help boys uh, grow outside of example? And I think is teaching them how to to pray, right? And we go back to we're looking at what I talked about with gentlemanliness is that it's that relationship with God. It's that relationship with others and that relationship with yourself and that relationship with God. If anybody uh, tries to pray the family rosary, you know that it can be an occasion for sin, um, <laughs> especially with young, especially with young boys. Yeah. And, and so um, I would say though, that, that work with them, walk with them, talk to them, control your own emotions. And, um, but, but show them the priority of, of place and purpose in prayer life. Uh, my son woke up this morning and I was the first one, um, awake and I, I wake up at uh, about 5 30 AM. And so I was already there in prayer and he came down and immediately saw his dad, you know, sitting on the couch and you know, we've got the immaculate heart and sacred heart images and just sitting on the couch in front of the images in prayer and he saw me and I don't I'm not holding myself up to be some sort of image but I do believe that the more frequently that that happens the more they are going to want to because they do they love their fathers and they want to identify with their fathers and they want to do things that they believe are going to make their fathers happy and because as um uh, we are we are fathers on earth as our father in heaven, and that's our that's our job, and that's our you know God given responsibility here. So, helping them grow in prayer. There's so many different ways, more ways than than we can talk about here. Helping them go in their relationship with others. I'm so fortunate that my sons have sisters, and they have to learn to relate with um, others. But you can teach them to relate with um, people if you only have one child, right? It's never too it's never too young, and I know quite a few of my close friends that struggle with infertility and they have one, one son. Um, There's so many opportunities, but it's about ordering them, correcting them in the moment, and then having those conversations with them, having those conversations with them about how could we do this differently? So my son, David, who's six years old, I talk to him all the time. 
because he is a six-year-old boy that goes off daily and is struggling to control his own emotions. And, um, and so anytime he does something to his daughters or his sisters, he's required to tell them something nice that, that he loves about them. He's required to give them a hug. He's required to ask for forgiveness. And this might be in addition to whatever discipline that he's going to have coming. Um, but I also feel like there was there was a, a little inspiration there while I was saying that because it doesn't always have to be in relationship with others, um, training them in discipline or training them in action, right? We can train them to relate with other people in um, what we are requiring them to do in the sense of like, denying themselves um, dessert or, um, uh, you know, fasting within a certain age. But I would also say that like my son, for instance, I will make him um, eat his green beans or something like that, or put a little bit of extra salt on something uh, like these little ways we're teaching them to learn to control their own passions and their own desires, because who wants to put too much salt on something um, unless you have taste bud issues, no one. And, and so requiring them to uh, in these small little areas um, can be, can be so helpful. And then I would say in the relationship with themselves is, um, is having a good balanced and ordered understanding of their failings and of the need to grow of the fact that our life is a struggle of the fact that and my wife and I talk about this frequently now as married, you know, it's until death do us part, we are being sanctified until death do us part, you know? And so a lot of these thoughts roll through my mind. And I think I kind of hopefully break it down in a way that is, you know, in that tertiary, uh, you know, example of, of what can we be doing uh, to help them with their relationship with God, with their relationship with um, others and with their relationship with themselves. And they all kind of intertwine, right? But um, that's kind of how I like to look at it and things that I like to intentionally do with my sons. Um, in addition to all the great stuff of teaching them to go fishing and hunting and arts. And I'm a professional musician, as you mentioned, and and connecting with them on the level of music and creativity and that are all just showing them their God-given abilities. So. Mm, yeah, it sounds like you're building good servant leaders. You're not talking about, like I remember watching when my daughter was little, and she's in her 20s now, we had a neighbor who if his son, something happened and his son teared up, he'd the father would say, tough it out, tough it out, you know, and like make him force his feelings back. And like, that's kind of the extreme, not, it wasn't to the point of being abusive. It's just that it was a very fixed idea of masculinity. And and this was a really like rambunctiously creative kind of interesting kid mm -hmm. um, that what was getting shoved into, you know, the, the round peg in the square hole kind of thing. You're yeah. not talking about that. You're not talking about a false or superficial idea of masculinity. You're talking about character development and self-awareness and awareness of others and taking responsibility, which is that servant leader model and can mm -hmm. allow such great room for their natural strengths and abilities and uniqueness to flower because that's when the soil is rich and oxygen right when it's full of virtue yeah. yes so true i couldn't agree more and i just um i love everything you stated i think that's exactly um what is needed oh you stated something that was so good be careful not to create your sons in your image 
but in God's image, right? Like mm. that, that is such a good <laughs> statement that you just made. And I really appreciate you because that's something that uh, Sam and I are very, are very keen uh, to connect with Sam, the other um, uh, founder, editor of Catholic Gentleman. I'm the director. I do most um, all the day in and day out operations, but um is not creating them in there in your image, right? Mozart was five foot four, you know, he was, um, and, and, and a musician, but if his dad was all about sports and all about, you know, um, heavy labor and hard labor and stuff like that, we wouldn't get the, the greatness of Mozart that, that had came to being. I'm not, also using Mozart's father as an example, he was he had his uh, had some big failings, and he did abuse uh, his young son Mozart. So, I, but I use that as an example of of nourishing uh, the natural talents that God has given them, and avoiding, like you just stated, that natural inclination of men is to create their sons in their image, live vicariously through them, as we hear, um, and and we have to step back and and and. God willing, you have um, a wonderful wife that you can communicate these things with, because I know my wife is really keen at correcting me if I'm pushing my son in my own image and not <laughs> in, in in prayer myself to, to what is the best step forward. So, mm, Yeah, and you know, um, that humility as a father, and for, and for the moms listening, um, we're not never going to get it perfectly right. We're unaware of a lot of the things that we model or communicate. It's okay. You know, God co completes what we leave unfinished. Um, but allowing ourselves the grace to be growing too, along with our kids, they pick that up too. That we head to the confessional, that we talk things out, that when we blow it, we admit it. Uh, you've talked oh. about that, just giving, leading by example. And there's such a dearth of real leadership in our world. And I feel like that, that tamping down on boys has been so egregious and diabolical, really. Um, Amen. Yeah. Um, how do we encourage our girls to hold the boys and men in their lives to to appropriate standards? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, John? I I do, and I guess I'd like to start out by saying that men have failed in this respect for many years, right? So that comment about toxic masculinity—sorry, I don't know if we brought up that comment, but it's been flowing through my head here. But this idea of toxic masculinity um, comes out of the fact that men were not being men and men were abusing and men were using and men were cold and unemotional and um and had poor communication skills and have led us to where we are today if men are are called to be leaders and men are called to be protectors and providers and we fail to do that and we become users we see ourselves in the situation we're in right now and so um i think when it comes to raising daughters example first right but then i'm also really big on those daddy daughter dates where you you treat them with with the utmost respect where you uh hold the door for them where you 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 lead by example in the fact of because they're going to want to see in their future um you know spouse or their future courtship or men in their lives they're going to want to see that from their 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 father and another thing you said alisa that i'm um i think is so so important is that we're failing all the time. I'm failing all the time. But as but but God makes up with the grace, you know, as long as we are 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 
truthful in pursuing it. And we, uh, we apologize to them. Um, that's so helpful. But yeah, going back to, um, to, to, you know, beautiful femininity within our daughters. Also communications, because they're little females, it's the same thing as, as communicating with your wife. And, and I was so blessed 12 years ago to hear a talk by a man named Dr. Philip Mango, uh, Understanding the Opposite Sex, where he goes into some of this biology. And he talks about how women and from, from in the fetus have more corpus callosum, which is the connective tissue between our right and left brain. And so they think more circularly because of the very biological nature they are. So I, I allow that because I delight in that. So when my daughters come up to me and I ask them how their school day was going, and it just starts going in circles without any sort of end in sight, um, I found it an ability to delight in those uh, because <laughs> they are little women, right? So we have to allow them to uh, to be that and not try again in creating daughters in our own image. But that awareness is key. That example is key. And then I would say also allowing um, allowing daughters to to be um, be young women and 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 how important uh, that is, and not trying to correct them. Uh, I see that happen all two times, you know, the same father that tells the son to, um, to, yes, yeah, shove it down and, and, and don't cry is also often cold and disconnected from, from their daughter. And, but we need, we, we need a present and available and understanding and listening father, not a present, but absent father. And that's going to go a long way in, in helping them understand their own dignity, their own self-worth, because when they understand that and they're convicted in that, they don't allow um, uh, men to to mistreat them. And, um, and I know I'm not trying to paint with broad brushes because there's a lot of nuances and in these, and there's a lot of situations, but, um, but these are some good, you know, fundamental principles that we can all work towards and, and utilize. Mm, yeah, so good. Uh, the wisdom of the Father, the the heart of the Father, is something we are sadly missing in our society. So what you're fighting for here, John, in your gentle, prayerful way, um, this apostolate is critically, critically important. Um, what kinds of feedback do you get from your listeners, people who are have maybe just never heard anybody talk about masculinity this way before or what it is to become a saint. Um, what do you hear back? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and great stuff. We hear a lot of, um, and I think it actually came by why we created this apostolate because we ourselves were struggling with it. And we, um, you know, be very honest, I, I do enjoy listening to Brett McKay, Art of Manliness. Um, but it's lacking something. It's lacking, you know, the transcendentals. It's lacking, you know, the truth of of Catholicism and the truth of our faith and the truth of what we're called to be, to know God, to love God, and to serve Him faithfully. Um, and so uh, we get a lot of that. I mean, and I appreciate you mentioning this because we get so many positive things of of young men. Um, between the ages of 20 and, and upwards to 45, honestly, that are just like, oh my goodness, I wish I had this when I was younger. I wish I understood this stuff. I, um, or we'll get the very positive, like, I'm, 
I'm so excited that I just fell onto your website because this is exactly what I was needing. And I got into a conversation with my male friends the other day, and I couldn't really explain to them why um, it's okay to be a man. And it's why it's okay to enjoy these sort of things, you know, within reason, but, or how to communicate to them what we're called to be as men in society. And so, um, yeah, we get a lot of that. We get a lot of, uh, very positive. I like to have on my podcast show, I like to have other men that are living in the world, in fighting with this, um, I'll have definitely what what we call Catholic professionals, individuals that are making a full time living, working in the church as an influencer and stuff. But I really, really love to have like uh, episode that came out uh, recently, Doctor Jeff Lacour, and he's an otolaryngologist, which is an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. I actually had to look up otolaryngology and how to say it <laughs> appropriately, but he is living in the world and he's got six kids himself and he's a surgeon. And how does he wrestle with his faith in this society that is very much against our faith? And so we get a lot of those positive comments and a lot of people very grateful uh, for that. And then we also get a lot of requests for more ongoing formation, you know, more ongoing formation of I mean, we could talk about humility for hours. We could talk about, um, you know, perseverance for hours. We could talk about brotherhood. We could talk about marriage. We could talk about all these different things. And and men are really seeking it because they're not receiving it um, elsewhere. And so they're out looking for it. And and by, you know, God's goodness and, and his grace and through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, our mother, we're just trying to serve faithfully and and help as many men as we can in that process. So. Oh, so thankful that you're out there, John. Um, lots of people obviously finding you, so many tuning in every month. That has to be just giving you the holy shivers. What is God doing here, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for saying that, right? Because you, you, you're, it's so true. It's like, gosh, there's this void and we all need to be... Um, and I I didn't seek out the Catholic gentleman. Um, it was it really truly came to me and consecrated to Our Lady. And I do believe that she had a, a direct hand in that. And so I'm also struggling with these things myself, which hopefully makes it more relatable, right? I'm not coming, you know, with a dissertation on masculinity and on gentlemanliness. You know, I'm coming from a very honest and earnest struggling uh, with these things. And so um feel so blessed. It brings me such joy and such happiness and such um, gratefulness to God uh, to, to be able to bring this to, to men. So, oh, so good. Um, could you just leave us with what what's a final thought, maybe just for people to take away from this conversation? We've covered a lot of ground. Where would you like to leave it? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I do have a quote that I love, and I'm going to start with that quote. And if you follow the Catholic gentleman on on social media anywhere, this is really kind of what we we did. You know, it's sort of like um, I guess Rene Degas, the artist who talks about just like you know we when we can visualize that which we want to be, um, it makes that that pursuit um, you know more more palpable more easier to follow so there's there's one quote we do a lot of quotes sorry so that was long way around for the social media memes <laughs> you can that quote we do a as lot many of same as quotes. you like <laughs> yeah <Sorry>. and so <laughs> the one that i love um if you haven't heard it uh hopefully this will be the first time and you can help you know uh help with us but it's there is a need for a crusade of manliness in purity to counteract and nullify the savage work of those 
who think of man as a beast, and that crusade is your work. And that's St. Jose Maria Escriva who said that. And we really, really uphold that, that it's each of our individual work. I can't love your neighbors. You love your neighbors. And we have to work on ourselves, transform ourselves, be the example that we want to see in society. I'm really big on this. Instead of just going around accusing everybody and um, running, um, falling into despair um, because of what we see in the world, see it as that opportunity, as that challenge to be the change we want to see in the world. And that crusade is your work, as St. Jose Maria Escriva stated. And I would say that we just have to to leave it with, you know, a gentleman is patient, a gentleman is grateful, a gentleman is filled with hope, right? And a gentleman is willing to stand up for what is right and to continue pursuing virtue until the end of his his days. And so virtue knows no ends and our pursuit of it knows no ends. And we just have to commit ourselves to that. And again, it's it's your work. It's not just mine. Um, it's it's all of ours to to help change society for the better and bring more people to Christ. So I guess those are my final thoughts. Uh, you know, it's just calling men to leave mediocrity behind and to to pursue greatness and the church has given us that example and um and i'm just uh, grateful for the time here so. mm. love it john thank you for partnering with sam and your team and bringing so many other men's voices to light in this conversation everybody find john heinen at catholicgentleman.com i also have his links to youtube facebook and instagram in the show notes uh, just so grateful that God has brought this apostolate forward in our times. Uh, it just happens again and again in salvation history, isn't it? In the darkest times, he mm. raises up saints. And thank you, John, for encouraging men to embrace sainthood as authentically masculine men. Amen. So I'm so grateful. I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, you, your ministry, uh, you're in my prayers. So thank you. Mm. Thank you so much, everybody. Please pray for John, too, at The Catholic Gentleman. And uh, and thank you for being with us, everyone. God bless you. Share this with the men in your life, with your teenage boys. Have great conversations and enjoy each other. God bless, everybody. See you next time at Homeschooling Saints. Bye now. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you, and thank you for joining us.